Padmaja Ruparel is a known name within Indian startup circles. She's the co-founder of Indian Angel Network or IAN, which is the country's first and now possibly one of the world's largest group of angel investors with over 500 investors across 10 countries and a portfolio of over 200 companies in seven countries. On this week's episode, I sat down with Padmaja to discuss the intricacies of an angel investment. If you are an aspiring founder or happen to know one, don't let them miss even a minute of this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to the You Incorporated podcast with me, Sekhar. Your friendly neighborhood part-time creator and full-time media nerd. On this show, I catch up with some of the most badass founders, media mavericks and indie hackers in the whole wide world. And we have some truly insightful chats on startups, media and influence. The stuff that gets left out of the media headlines. Whether you're in a corporate, a startup, you own a legacy brand, a scrappy side hustle, or you're only a student. If you are keen to build your brand, your voice, your way, you're in the right place. Here we go. Hey, welcome to the show, Padmaja. Hi, Sekhar. How are you? Long time. Long time indeed. Let's dig right in, Padmaja. Could you break down for our listeners the difference between an angel round and a venture round? Very interesting question, Sekhar, and very appropriate at this time, actually. What is very important to understand is first what is similar between the two rounds. Okay. Right. In both cases, their model of investing remains the same. Their model of investing is they will buy shares in your company for a certain sum of money. Hmm. They are really investing so that the company grows. So the share price at which they bought will be very different to the share price at which they sell. And the difference between those two share prices is how they make their return. And angel is really predecessor to VC money. Mm-hmm. So it's basically when a business is at its very early stage, pre-revenue or maybe very small revenue. Typically, VCs are coming in post-angel, right? Angel money is to really get the entrepreneur started. Mm-hmm. The- VC money is really to start building scale, start building the foundation for growth. That's when the VCs come in to help the company grow. When a founder is considering going to an angel network like yours, how does he or she really determine the appropriate amount of funding that he or she could ask for in the angel round? So let me first give you a broad amount. If you're looking right. at an angel group like ours, Typically at six, seven crore or a million dollars is what is the appetite. The average appetite falls between five and six crores for an angel. Got it. The reason is an angel deal is an earlier stage deal. As I, I explained earlier, the risks are much higher. The valuation therefore will be lower because the traction is just about starting. Therefore, the valuation will be lower. And if you raise... much money at a lower low valuation you'll mess up your cap table you'll just give away a lot of your company 
which i don't think yeah. entrepreneur should do okay right entrepreneur really need to think through their cash flows literally week on week okay to say okay this is going to be my expense this month let me divide it i'm going to be spending let's say 10 lakhs this week i'm going to spend mm. 10 lakhs next week i'm going to spend 20 lakhs week 3 i'm going to spend 10 lakhs in week 4 what's my right. revenue coming on a conservative basis this is going to be my revenue week on week the difference mm. between the revenue and the expense which will be a loss on a week on week basis that is called mm. the burn okay so over a 12 month period my burn is likely to come to about 3 crores if Got that it. be the case my advice to entrepreneurs has been please don't in raise more than 110% of your burn that you've calculated in a really robust way you say check it out from all type all type all five that is yeah. my 10 lakh expense real or is it actually 7 lakh and that 3 or 3.3 crore then becomes your investment raise when you got it and how much equity should a founder be willing to part with during the angel round what's like the sweet spot so good angel investor cycles never take more than a significant minor first they never take more than a minority stake okay they are never mm-hmm. minority if there's anybody who's a majority stake asking for a majority stake he's not an angel he's just uh, taking over your company right that's a number one baseline message i'd like to give now mm. sector to sector it does differ i must say but typically i've seen angel round average between 10 and 22% somewhere there. Mm. okay at mm. each stage of company revenues non revenues stage of product all of those may do but i think i've seen between 10 and 22% got it can you walk us through a typical angel investment process like right from start to finish with let's say a group like yours entrepreneurs can today google is very active online is very right. active all of us are online accessing us is not a great problem it's a way but i would really tell entrepreneurs to go to linkedin or try and find mm. connects to any investor ien or mm. a warm connect recommendation is a great idea okay so you can approach us in any way but i would suggest do this then what happens is as soon as your deck comes in there's a team that vets it and we all have turnaround times at every level in our investment process the team quickly vets and gets on to a call with an entrepreneur right mm. and says here is what we think about this tell us have we missed anything and from there they will give examples to say this is why we think it's competitive or your market size doesn't look right you want to go back you can keep coming back as many times as you want assuming it's right. a good conversation it moves to what we call a deep dive diligence with you present to investors a group of investors we have pitch sessions every saturday online sometimes mm-hmm. investors also it's a hybrid depending on 
what happening and okay. you present in a 45 minute session investor right. at angels typically even say hey this is a great deal or this is something mm. i'd like to do a deep dive we actually mm. work with the investor the iin team does most of the work now many companies many investments that we've done are not necessarily led by investors number one and mm. uh, there are a whole lot of investors that the iin team reaches out to to get them interested or to become right. domain experts they understand the sector well and they put mm. up their hand so they may not even be on the pitch so i think entrepreneurs should not get depressed because the iin is working at the back end okay got it then the diligence happens on the business side to understand the strategy how is your product working what is the patent if any what's your cash flow what's the team who are you thinking of bringing on who are your customers walk us through your a particular sales walk us through a particular delivery what were the issues if it's a product how is an amc going to work which is annual maintenance contract is it required how is your pricing going to happen all of those deep business side issues are discussed and right. investors are brought in wherever required because that investor understanding becomes very important they come up with some very in- innovative ideas as you hmm. that's all done we move to a term sheet so the term sheet is shared with them well before that valuation amount of money to be raised is discussed and agreed that is captured in the term sheet the team walks the entrepreneur through the term sheet to make sure they understand why those clauses are there what are these clauses what do they mean and why are they in the document once the term sheet is done we do an investment note which is shared with all the 5600 angel investors we have okay and then two days later at 7 pm an investor call is set up right now out of this 5600 investors <clears throat> whoever everybody's got a ch- had a chance to reach which whoever's interested joins the call we've had calls where mm-hmm. had 100 150 people on the call the entrepreneur okay. just does a walk through present his business his pitch mm-hmm. and the investor asks him any questions or sometimes even suggests very good ideas what investors cannot do is they cannot renegotiate the commercial which is the value okay. and the amount to be raised they don't like it they don't invest but they don't renegotiate we don't want the entrepreneur to go through any kind of duplication or renegotiate we then internally open it up after the call to investors we have a mobile app cycle and people mm. just commit their money on the app right it's one hit once mm. we see the money is raised or committed we go back to the entrepreneur to say now we'll do the legal and financial diligence which is when we go into the inside of the company in the earlier mm. diligence cycle most of it is we rely on what the entrepreneurs telling us if they're saying that we have 10 lakhs of revenue we have 10 lakhs of revenue we'll go with that okay but when the legal and financial diligence which is usually third party they now will mm. ask for those 10 lakh revenue now if it mm. let's say it's about 9 lakhs or 9.5 it's not the end of the world if it's 11 lakhs it's not the you're almost there in 10 lakhs but if it's a yeah. set 10 and it 
four, that's a problem, right? Because that right. questions everything. Once yeah. the legal and financial diligence is done, we do a shareholders agreement. Again, the team works with the entrepreneur, explains the various clauses. There may be some changes that they've requested. If we can adjust mm. 110%, we do. And once that FHA is done and signed, we tell the investors mm. that the money gets remitted to the company. And then the company needs to issue the shares and send it over so that the investors get their shares. So that's the investment process. Typically, it takes two months to get this from door to door, if I may say. Sometimes it, we find an entrepreneur, they're early stage startup. They don't mm. understand. Sometimes they don't have all the data in one place. So it takes them time mm. to put everything together. And it skips into mm. a little bit more time. But broadly, this is what happens. Got it. The last question I had for you, Padmaja, in all of your years of investing, what are some of the most common avoidable mistakes that you've seen founders make? So I think the most important thing is for founders to be to be very transparent when pitching. Okay. Yes, you're doing a pitch and yes it has to be a sales pitch. For mm-hmm. But be truthful. If you don't know something, say you don't know, right? Right. If you have decided you're going on a certain strategy and somebody asks you, why are you not doing this? Right? Either you have a good reason you're not, you decided not to do that strategy and do the one that you're suggesting, or Mm -hmm. you've not thought about it, or you think Mm. that, you know, there's a different reason. Share it. But actually, we did this thinking. This is what we thought was a problem, but, and therefore we adopted this. So I, yeah. what founder, that's the first thing. The second thing which I think is that founders need to be confident and very self-confident, mm. right? They mm. have to bat above their level. That's necessary. But yeah. when you're doing that, don't be ramrod straight, right? Be open to mentoring and suggestions. Doesn't yep. mean you're survive, but you are open-minded. Okay. Mm. Both of these allows you to have a clinical, professional, and an unemotional conversation with investors. Mm. Because if you are a, if you don't do that, what you're projecting, mm. if you're a very unemo- you're a very emotional person or an arrogant person, and like marriages, which I shared with you in the beginning, the investor said. I just, uh, he's great. Everything's right, but I don't think I can work with him or her. And therefore, then step back. Right? Right. Remember, you're bringing in a co-founder. He or she has to feel comfortable working with you. Right? Mm. So it doesn't mean you fall all over the place, but you have a proper clinical professional conversation that you can, and transparent. That's the second piece. Right? Got it. Third piece which I keep telling everybody, it's great to think and have ideas and be innovative. Ideas are a dime at all. It is right. execution that matters. So unless right. you're able to bring that across in your pitch, that not only have you built it so far by doing things yourself or getting it done yourself, 
and that mm. you are willing to take this forward on by executing it right right you are going to be the ceo chief executive officer mm. unless you then do that forget about investment because nobody is going to invest in ideas nobody is going to invest in consultants okay mm. nobody is going to invest in honchos you have to go through a journey to reach there so i think the key is to say they are willing to go and pitch to customers ensure that the technology or the product is well embedded and they are able to go through all the technical details of it and they are willing to lift boxes and sweep the floor if required that's execution to that and on that insightful note guys it's a wrap Thank you so much for being on the show, Padma. I really appreciated catching up with you after all these years. Thank you very much, Saikat. It was very nice talking to you. Thank you for tuning into the U Incorporated podcast with me, Saikat. Please follow, rate, and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and share our episodes far and wide. Follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram, and sign up for our free U Incorporated newsletter at signup.theuink.co. We have all the links in our show notes. See you on the next episode.